Today is September 7th. The Yankees are about to play the Blue Jays. Our hearts are back on the line. But first, let's take some voicemails from you. Let's do it. Let's talk Yanks. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Talking Yanks. My name's Jimmy. Jake is in the studios in the Bronx. BBD is in the Bronx. I'm coming from my apartment in Manhattan. Uh, so I'm not with Jake, but he's in the Roosevelt Studios, RSVLTS, John Boy Media Headquarters. Jake, how are you doing? Hello, Officer Jim. I'm doing well uh, for now. I mean, it's uh, we got the lineup that we asked for. We'll see if there's any results from that. We're also facing one of the best pitchers in baseball, <laughs> probably one of the most underrated pitchers in baseball, so it could still be a tough day at the office, but... There's also slivers of hope. We're hit. We hit the two thirds marked. We're at 40 games. We got another 20 to go. We had a good first 20. We had a bad middle 20. We could save it with another decent final 20, or just playing well against the Blue Jays, if we're being honest. So uh, we'll see. Uh, insert verbal meme. You know, Michael Giff ready to get our heart broken again because there's a very good chance at 8:15 p.m. You and I are texting each other saying this team's unwatchable, but uh, hopefully it's not. Hopefully they, they turn a corner and they start doing it. What time does the game start tonight? It's uh what is it, a I think seven? It's six thirty seven. Oh shoot. It's six thirty? Six thirty seven, yeah. Oh damn, there goes my dinner plans. Well, hey, if we're texting each other at eight fifteen, that means Monty had a good start and the bullpen blew it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it could mean a lot of things. 8.15. All right. We'll see how we are at 8.15. Let's go straight to the voicemails, BBD. Hey, it's Tim from Chicago. Uh, Yankees just lost three out of four to Orioles. Um, a lot of people are saying just, you know, get guys ready for the playoffs. Get guys ready for the playoffs. Make sure we're healthy. But that really doesn't matter if the Yankees lose to the Blue Jays and potentially don't make the playoffs or get eighth in the wild card spot because then they just have to play the race. Who – their mindset with the Rays is shit, and the and the Rays destroyed them this year. So, I think it's worse than that. I don't know. I, I don't know if you call it like a wash year, or you really just hope these guys get back. What are your guys' thoughts? Because I'm pretty down in the dumps. Yeah, welcome to the dumps. Mm. Thank you for calling in. Um, you know, if you have to beat the Rays in the playoffs, you have to beat the Rays in the playoffs, and. Hopefully they're healthy, and that's a different squad. That's like the positive spin zone. I'd, we'll see. I mean, my bigger issue is can they actually come back and get healthy? That's that's the bigger question. You know, when it was one guy, you know, I got it. When I was saying that this season doesn't matter, just wait for the playoffs, that was when everyone was healthy. Like, 
I think Stanton was the only one that was injured when I was really pushing that narrative hard. Now it's, it's a lot of people, and we don't have a third starter. So, I don't know, Jake, what do you got? I mean, I don't even know the question there. Just down in the dumps, <laughs> waiting on injuries to yeah. – Praying that the guys get healthy and be good is hard. And then being the eighth seed and potentially facing the Rays is, is also shitty because the Rays are good. Yeah, couple things. Let's uh let's go glass have have empty, which is also called reality right now cuz it sucks. When we're talking dumps, I do the WAP dance this weekend and 11 out of 10 and we should be talking about my dump truck, but instead here we are focused on the Yankees again for whatever reason. It's bad. And Jim, I think the the number one thing that sent you into a spiral is Last year, the whole thing was like, all right, you know what? Yeah, yeah, we can wait for the last two weeks of the season to bring guys back, and then we'll play with those guys and we'll be good. And it's like baseball just doesn't work like that. And it's not a good plan anyways. <laughs> it's not not a fun plan. And it, we've stumbled into it with this shortened season. I mean, it, it, it sucks because, you know, in a normal year, in theory, you know, Judge would have – would have been out a month, and that wouldn't be the month leading up to the end. Whatever. It's this year. It's this year. Um, you know, I have I keep saying one of the big guys, you know, another Stan report came out that he's doing baseball stuff, but they're not going to put a timeline on it because they never do with Stanton because why would you? Uh, Judge, we'll see what the update is on that. Paxton, you and I did some turkey math on it. He is going to really be against the wall. We'll see if he can, if he can be a factor – Whatsoever um, Glaber Torres just came back He's been missing And then I mean from there It's it, you know it's, You're still hoping guys can figure it out We still haven't seen a great Aaron Hicks I mean Gary's literally benched um, You know uh, We'll see what the lineup can look like There is a world where I think We can genuinely have a lineup of eight to nine guys we like But you just It's its impossible to think that way Because we haven't seen it So hopefully that day comes And it, it would be nice to see We still We saw a good Garrett Cole We just need to see it finish And yes Tyro But Garrett looked ugly at the end I mean the bullpen hasn't been clean So I mean when you put all that in the pot When you put all that macaroni in the pot it, its It's tough to dream of But it's also the beauty of sports I mean and, you know, I go in glass half full just for a quick hitter. Hey, you know what? We probably got a better chance of beating the Rays in a three-game set than we do a five or a seven at this point. So if it is the Rays, there's that. Um, it probably won't be in the trot, but we haven't heard a final bubble, but we're expecting it. Um, and I don't know. Dude, have, on- we heard, have we heard about, like, winning percentage being the difference maker? Like, officially. For what? The seeding. Uh, all the all the reports were like they're probably going to go by winning percentage and not the normal because not every team might play 60 right. games. But uh, is every team going to play 60 games now? I think the only team that's really in question is the Cardinals. Um, so I would assume that is the rule. I mean, I I think that's one that is, is probably in there. I'd have to ask one of the beat reporters. Um, Do you want to hear 2019? John Boy's answer to this? Sure. 
2019 John Boy would have said this. Okay. Gary's benched now. He deserves it. He's going to come back for the four-game set against Baltimore with a clear head. He might yep. not be great, but he's going to put some balls in play. We're going to see a rested, different Gary Sanchez, not downtrodden and beaten. Then after that, after the four-game set versus Baltimore, Gio Urshela comes back, and that's a cog at third base and in the top five of the order. That's huge for the Yankees. We also believe that Stan will come back on the 13th that Monday or Tuesday against Toronto. So now we're getting Gary, who's got rejuvenated life, Geo and Stanton back into the lineup with DJ, Voight, Clint, Hicks. All right, that's all good. Then all we're waiting on is Judge to get healthy. He needs two weeks. We've seen him have hot starts. He had a hot start to start this very season. So he's come off a lot of rest and done good right away. So why wouldn't he just be hot right away? We got... Cole and Tanaka is the one-two. We trust them. I love what Davey's shown us, and if Paxton can come back and just give us one time through the rotation, then you pass it to Davey one time through the rotation, and there you're game three starter, and then Monty game four in a long series. We're set up. Bang. Problem solved. That's 2019 John Boy. 2020 doesn't believe any of that. Yeah. 2019 John Boy believed all of that. Believes it when he sees it. Uh, Gary's... Gary's lost zero, I don't know, credit or like zero bounce back. He's going to have to earn any penny. I mean, you're talking to some of the biggest Gary defenders out there and where, you know, you, you got to show it. Give me one of the big guys. Hey. What, what's that Baltimore series? I think they're going to throw him out there for all four games against Baltimore, unless there's a day night. Uh, I'd have to check. Um, yeah. And the other thing is, hey, you know, a couple weeks ago we were clamoring for Clark. We got Davey. He's looking pretty nice. We got Clark. He came into a crappy situation. So there's a little more help. We did the pregame show today, and we were wondering who would be, like, the ugly time reliever. Right now in the roster, they don't have one. Um, it's, it's technically Mike King, I guess. Um, Nelson. If, if he's been out, out of the ro- kicked out of the rotation. But, um, you know, the Yanks, in theory, are trying to build up for this last third of the season. If you can make it look pretty and get some guys healthy, we'll all we will be ride or die right with you. But it's tough to believe that after we've seen guys miss fastballs for two weeks. Two weeks. Next voicemail. Uh, Saturday and Sunday are both one o'clock, so Saturday's a day after night against Baltimore next week. So DH him Friday. Tough couple weeks. Uh, got me thinking. Let's listen to the O's recap, and it's a lot of if Stanton comes back, if Judge comes back, if Chapman figures it out. A lot of ifs if this team's going to make a run this year. Not very realistic or hopeful. So do you think they would ever consider punting on the season? That way these guys get healthy for next year instead of dealing with issues and having surgery in the off season. You know, tough to swallow punting on a year, but, you know, if it means everyone's going into next year healthy – might be worth it because this year might be a little bit too tough. I don't know. Let me know what you think. Go Yanks. Here's a uh, uh, – I'll, I'll hop in, Timmer. Um, I I love franchise mode and video games and looking to the future and some of that. For Yankees baseball, we're pretty locked into the season. And more importantly, to be honest with you guys, I don't think you're ready to talk off season because you're not going to hear a lot of the words that I, I think you'd want to hear. Um there's a chance that the Yankees could be extremely hamstrung this offseason and 
whatever your moves are, whatever free agent you like, they may not be an option at all. Um, so, you know, I, I got some messages today that were genuine that were like, hey, you know, do you think it'd be time for, to move on from Gary? And it's like, what do you think? Like, what do you think his, his trade scene looks like right now? It's nothing. Um, you know, do you think it's time to move on from Giancarlo? Okay, do you want to tack on Davy and Schmidt to the deal? Like, uh, it, it's a little bit unrealistic Yankees. It's a little bit caving in from watching two of the worst weeks uh, in recent Yankees history. But um, I, I don't think you guys want to talk offseason, and I don't think it's a conversation that a lot of Yankee fans are ready to have. Uh, yeah, so I agree with what you're saying. We don't want to talk offseason. Also, I, what benefit is there to punting on the season? It's not like they're going to get a good like. There's the only one that makes sense is um, Paxton. He's a free agent, and he could do more damage to his arm if he tries to force a comeback. And then on the Gary thing, I do think they're going to play him all four games in Baltimore. They DH him Friday night, catch him Saturday, catch him Sunday, catch him Monday. And if he doesn't show signs of life in those four games, then I think he's lost the job uh, moving forward. But I think that's the Yankees' plan. Sit him for this entire Toronto series, which I think they admitted, and then play him the entire Baltimore and see if they can spark him. But, yeah, yeah, the punting makes no sense. Bang. Hey, what's happening? Jimmy Jake, BBD, Max Manis, calling in from my quarantine in Israel. I don't remember for sure, but I think I left a voicemail last week, so if you need to cut that one and just use this one, go ahead. Uh, I just had to step out of class quickly just to call in to vent about the state of the Yankees right now. Uh, it's just super frustrating. Uh, I mean, this might be 18-year-old me just having to learn that, like, not every debate on Twitter is worth getting into. But I still believe that, like, Gary's a good catcher and Boone is a good manager and this team can win games in the playoffs. But when they're playing like this and, you know, I'm waking up early in the morning to watch them, it's just, oh, there's only – you can only watch them so much and, like, make those arguments and still believe them. And I really think this is a good team, and it's a force to be reckoned with in the playoffs when everyone comes back healthy. But right now, it's just I'm losing faith in those arguments as much as I don't believe them. I don't know. Hopefully, a month from now, I feel differently. But that's where I'm at right now. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks for calling in, Max, especially from Israel, stepping out of class. Hope you're having fun over there. Uh, I think we're all that, you know, all of us that are on those sides of the arguments are kind of Homer Simpson backing into the bush right now. And... I think I'm just hiding and I'll let them have it. And if it ever comes back around, I'm not going to peacock because they were right for a portion of time. Yeah, Gary, I mean, Gary is a bad start to next season from becoming like an anecdote in history. Like what happened? Um, So that's, uh, it's, it's scary and it's wild. The Boone stuff, I mean, guys, managers are extremely... Overrated, whichever way the pendulum's going. You know, we were mad about DJ LeMayhew getting rested. Guess what? That that wasn't Booney. Booney didn't bang the table and say, I got to rest that guy today. No. Boone probably wanted that dude out there because he's one of the best players on the team. But this front office, and something that me and John have basically confirmed flipped on, they have brainwashed us. To believe that their method works of, you know, regular rest. If you're playing every game for two weeks, holy smokes, you need an off day. The Padres right now, Machado and Tatis play every day. Every day. 
And know what would be a great way to do off days? What if we went up 8-1 and in the seventh inning, the guy could sit the rest of the game or something like that? And, you know, maybe maybe a DH here and there. But honestly, it's not working, first of all. Our team's been completely broken for two years now. And it's it's just frustrating. And when when you start doing this, you know, you can start doing some butterfly effect stuff that if, you know, if DJ had played third in the Cole game and he makes the play, does does the result of that game change a lot differently? I don't know, man. It's uh it's tough. The injuries stink. The Gary stuff is scary in the history of baseball. <laughs> we'll see how it ends up. Uh, but Boone, I mean, what what kind of take can you really have? Yeah. I the lineup stuff's really starting to bother me the more I dig around. Like, even when they have healthy guys, they don't ever have the same three hole hitter. Right. Like the longest stretch of the same one, two, three is about five games. Now, when DJ and Judge are healthy, they're one, two. Solid. But last year and the year before that and this year. Like, even when they have the options to, to do a steady lineup, they just don't. I mean, they don't believe in the three-hole. They, they they just would rather play matchups. And and maybe I believed in it. Maybe I don't believe it. Maybe I'm just frustrated. But, like, you know, last year they had 12 different guys bat three-hole. And there's injuries and stuff. But when you compare it to other teams that also have injuries, the year before that they had nine different guys bat three-hole. Nine, di- You know, you go look at other teams – yeah, it's maybe. I think give him some consistency, man. Forty-year-old Nelson Cruz plays almost every day. Um, yeah, and the, it's the Indians have had the same one, two, three, four, five for thirty-eight of their forty games this year. Now they're all healthy. I get that, but like even when Stanton was healthy, right? Yeah, we still mixed it up. So, yeah, stop being. So full of yourself, the Yankees. What up? It's Ryan from San Antonio. I just got done watching Eric Kratz cry about his children and everything. And barring injuries, is there any reason that he would not be the backup catcher over Higgy? I know, like, going into the season, it was, like, Higgy's job, Higgy this, Higgy that. And odds are in the playoffs, the backup catcher's not going to see the field at all. So I think just, like, having – Kratz like suit up and dug out and just being that 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 like a much better version of what Uncle Edwin was for the young Dominican guys would be like monumentally worth it to have him on the roster and I'm sure Kratz would be in the I mean Higgy would be in the dugout anyway but do you guys see any way that Higgy would be the backup catcher over Kratz for the playoffs thanks I think we're going to find out a lot in the coming weeks about the catcher position. Um, you know, it, it kind of starts with Gary. Can Gary be a human? Can he be Gary Sanchez? Can he be 80% of Gary Sanchez instead of whatever we watch at the plate? And then from there, it becomes interesting, and all the other injuries and stuff tie into it. Because let's say Gary is better, you know, and let's say Giancarlo Stanton can't make it back. Is there a world where maybe, you know, Gary does DH and you you have both catchers and come playoff time you can have a bigger bench anyways and you can pinch run for someone like Gary and then you have, you're you're not afraid to do a move like that because you're not burning your backup catcher. 
Um, you know, a Kratz entered Maven territory for me. We'll we'll see how the rest of the story goes for this season. You know, the story on Kratz could change pretty quick in the next week and a half if he puts up. You know, his next four games are four offers, and and we do get healthy, and there's better players that could have those positions. We'll see. Um, at this time, I don't really picture it. Um, I'd like to keep Kratz around, and to quote Davey Garcia, Eric Kratz is very special. You want to know what Kratz's postseason batting average is? What is it, Jim? 292. Bang. 26 plate appearances. I like that. 2018 with the Brewers. The Brewers. Yeah, I, I, I don't care enough about that question because I think it's backup Ooh. catcher and it'll just play out. Like Ooh. injury, Gary becoming a 200 hitter. If Gary becomes a 200 hitter with a home run, he's the starting catcher. So like... Right, but then are you keeping Kratz over Higgy? I'd keep all three. It's a 28-man 28 28-man 28 okay. roster in the playoffs, right? Yeah. You you easily take Ford off. And you have Kratz, Higgy, Wade, and Duhar slash Gardner as the bench. I like it. They're going to use they're going to use more relievers than bench players in the playoffs anyway. More relievers than bench players anyways. That's normally the case, right? Yeah, so I'm saying right now they're rolling with a five-man bench. Right. They're going to not do that in the playoffs. They're going to go to a four-man bench. And then, you know, traditionally you'd be like, well, you're not going to have two backup catchers on your four-man bench. Oh, I think I disagree with you there. I think they're going to keep it at five. Because, I mean, you're not going to need a, a Miggy Yahoo or any of those names like... Especially a three-game set, Jim. You're right. You're right. For the three-game set, you're right. Even but the, for the five. five. Yeah, I don't know, man. They burnt out so many pitchers last year. Yeah. They burnt out so many. And they don't have a third starter right now. So, you know, if you want Hap, Monty, Davey, and Clark all mm. on there, because those guys might – you might go uh, white, lefty. You might go, you know, just those guys piggyback each other. The two lefties and the two righties, you just switch them. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, yeah. White and uh, – White. It's white. Uh, Hap, Hap and Monty. <laughs> I think that's racist. What? Just calling Hap white? Well, I was doing the average right, average. I see, I can't say. What's Ploof say? Average white righty. But they're lefty, so I was trying to make a joke off that, but I kept right. botching it. Um, it was good. Davies righty, Clark's righty, Monty and Hap are lefty lefty. Like, what if that's your 3-4 and you just mix and match? Sure. Just combine the whatever. I'm just saying, I don't think it's out of the realm, especially you're saying three-game set to have two catchers uh, on it. So, we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, it's just, it, it, I guess it would become a little interesting if everybody's healthy, but we've never lived in that world. Also, um, it's not hard to make Kratz not on the roster, but as soon as there's an injury to the catcher position, you just put him on the, the roster, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, in the wings. Just keep him around the team. I mean, even if there was a roster crunch and Higgy's the clear backup and for whatever reason... I believe reason, that's what they that's what they did in 2017, right? Like, he, 2017, yeah. right? Like, he's on the field just for keep the celebrations. Him around, yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of celebrations, Jim, now is the time to celebrate because guess what? You're punting what? on the Yankees? Good. 
Because it's football season. Football starts Thursday. Kind of gross. Whoa. My line, not yours. To kick off football's 101st season, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is giving all users a no-brainer to start the season. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you do not want to miss this. Have you ever heard of a football team losing by 100 points? Say quoi? Well, for week one, DraftKings is ensuring that if Kansas City were to lose in historic fashion, you would still cash your bet. That's right, DraftKings Sportsbook has moved the spread to the Kansas City plus 101 points for all all users. So even if KC loses by 100 points, you still win big with DraftKings Sportsbook. It's a no-brainer. Plus, DraftKings is giving away up to $100 million in prizes to all users who enter their free football survivor pool. All you have to do is sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook, enter their survivor pool, and you'll instantly get a share of up to $100 million in giveaways. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOMBOY to take advantage of this no-brainer of an offer. That's promo code JOMBOY to get in on all of the action for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey only. The eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Nice read. I just read... What's up, uh, dude? Oh, okay. Go ahead. Sorry, my bad. Yeah. What's up, dude? The Samato in California. Trade deadline's come and gone, and then no major moves. In fact, no moves. Doesn't surprise me because last year, you know, we didn't go crazy at the deadline either, and then we went out and got Garrett Cole in the offseason. I'm looking at what's out there this offseason. I'm seeing Trevor Bauer. Now, I'm seeing online referenced a couple places that Bauer and Cole don't like each other from UCLA days. What's up with that? Do you guys have any information on it? And most importantly, do you think they could put it behind them so that way Bauer can come to the Yankees because the dude's got lights out stuff, and I want to see the Yankees keep this dynasty going after we win in 2020 all the way through the decade. Let me know if you think there could be a UCLA reunion slash making up between the two aces. I love a motto. Mm. Table that for the offseason. Mm. No need to get into that now. Like where your head's at, Amato. But it's great conversation in two months. But Jake, I just saw this update. Yeah. Um, Hicks said the team is pressing. He said they want to score runs. We just want one blowout. Marcus Timms told the team in the hitters meeting today, relax and be yourselves. Whoa. Marcus, the the is is he like the easiest hit? I'm not trying to rip him, but all the He was whenever, a genius I'm, last year. <laughs> now he's not. Whenever it comes out, it's like swing as hard as you can. Yeah. Just be yourself. Like he sounds more like a life coach. Baseball is a simple sport, people. Um, yeah, no, Amato, we'll see. I don't know. They don't like each other, and I don't think the Yankees are going to spend it all this offseason, but we'll talk about that later. Mm. This next voicemail is two voicemails. Mm. Oh, wow. And it's also the second to last. What's up, guys? Pretty frustrated here after the tra- trade deadline. Uh, seems like pieces weren't going for too much back in prospects and everything, so it's a little puzzling why the Yankees didn't make a move. Uh, but I've been seeing some reports that uh, for Clevenger they wanted two of Davey, Clark, and Clint. Uh, now, if he were a rental, I guess I'd get it, but 
for two years, I'm a little puzzled why Davey and Clint weren't shipped out there. I know we need outfielders right now, but it seems like a good move to make. Is there something I'm missing, or is that just a miss on their part? Let me know your thoughts. What's happening? Jimmy Jake, BBD, Max Manis calling in from my quarantine in Jerusalem, where I've been using your guys' tips for trying to stay up to watch games, so greatly appreciated on that front. I'm calling on at 12.39 p.m. New York time on deadline day, so I don't know if any deals have been made yet for the Yankees. Clevenger deal just happened. Uh, Brendan Cuddy just tweeted that he's jealous that he doesn't get to cover the Rothschild-Clevenger dynamic in San Diego. I'm wondering how you guys think that's going to go because two drastically different personalities, and I just wonder what you guys think wins out or if that turns into anything because it seems like a lot of fun to me. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Thank you, Max. Uh, did we do the Clevenger Rothschild stuff on air, or was that a private conversation or live stream? But uh, if you want to see how Clevenger and Rothschild interact, just go watch any Winnie the Pooh scene with Tigger and Eeyore, and that's, uh, I mean, that's about as accurate as you will find. Eerie. Eerie. Yeah. Clevin. Yeah. I was going to say, my guess is with the Clevenger... Rothschild relationship is that Clev will respect Larry Rothschild as being a lifelong baseball person. Larry will get let Clev do his things with a couple words of wisdom. If Clev pitches well, we'll say, how about this fantastic team pairing? If Clev pitches poorly, they'll say, oh, my God, Larry killed another one. Yeah. I know that... Um. Never mind. Not worth saying. Okay. If Clev doesn't like the advice he's going to get from Larry, he's just not going to use the advice he gets from Larry. He's so, his own dude. He's his own dude. Uh, pretty established. Yes, really good. And the, as far as the trade, one, it was two of Davy Clark and Clint for Clev. I don't, I kind of don't believe that. Um, I think it was... Clint, and then one of Davey and Clark. I don't think Davey and Clark would have done it. I think they wanted Clint for sure. Oh, really? And Cashman, we know from a source, was a hard no on moving Clint to anywhere this offseason. He got asked by a couple teams, and it was a hard no. We heard the tag was high. We heard the tag was high. We heard, you and I heard it was a hard no. Oh no, that's I misread that text then. I heard it was Maybe just, I misread it. Hi. Um Yeah, I, I don't know. It's a report. Uh the the truth hopefully comes out in three years, five years. I'll say this. Um you know, we will see. Uh we will see, because that report is out there. And guess what? Davey looks really good. All of us got sucked into Clark. And if they become six year starting pitchers for us then it was right to hold on to them. Um, you know, the Clint, text we have is impossible to get Frazier right now. So I read that as he's off the board. So I, I read that as a high price tag for that team. Um, who knows what everybody was offering, especially when Clint's price tag used to be nothing. So that's, mm -hmm. that's got to be a mix, a mis, mix of communications. But, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Can Clint Frazier be the guy that everyone knows he has the talent to be? He has been this year. I mean, 
almost five tool, four and a half tool. Um, and he's been really professional. And can one or both of those guys be MLB, you know, three starters? Because then value-wise, when you start doing things over years, yada, yada, yada. Um, in the deadline, I think when we both heard that, we were kind of like, hey, punch it. And then you see the, the package that they got. I mean, I, I don't know if there was any prospects really in that caliber even. So it's, uh, it's, it's weird to think about. I, they should have just gotten a smaller piece. I mean, between the, Arch, between the Archie, Archie Bradleys and the Taiwan Walkers and uh, all the pieces that went moving, it, that, that, that's just the biggest surprise. But um, Archie Bradley seems like they could have got Archie Bradley for a Brayu, Tyro, and 500K. Yeah. Something around that. All right, next. Last one. What's up, guys? Bradley from New Rochelle. I'm just curious as to, you know, personally for you guys, what is your favorite part about going to a Yankee game? Uh, I'm from Westchester, so, you know, uh, personally mine is taking the train in, kind of drinking on the train, and then finally getting to a rowdy stadium in the Bronx. Uh, Definitely curious as to what you guys think. Thanks. Go Yanks. My, this is kind of odd where my mm. brain went. Celebrating with strangers. Mm. Like when a home run gets hit and you just high five everyone around you or hug everyone around you. Uh, it's a really weird moment because I think there's a lot of people like me, like you're kind of, you're a, a extrovert, Jake. Like you, you hug a stranger pretty easily. And extroverted introvert. You go to a party and there's music, you're dancing. It takes a lot for me to not be a wallflower. If I know kinda. people there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, sometimes you lose yourself after a home run. You just go crazy and you're screaming and you're hugging whoever is next to you. It's kind of a cool thing that happens at sporting events. I mean, one time there was, um, like, I was there with my brother who was five at the time, and I think A-Rod hit a grand slam, and they just picked my, – my brother was wearing an A-Rod jersey. He was five years old, and the da- guy just picked – Luke up and like started showing his jersey to everyone. We were like the upper deck, and we, it was like a slight second where we, me and my mom were like, "That's kind of scary and weird." And then we were like, "Ah, we're all celebrating." It's the beauty of sports. I think that's the best answer. That's probably honestly my best answer. Um, is the same thing. I mean, it's just you know, you, different people of the world being brought together to celebrate this one thing that they all like because most likely their parents liked it <laughs> and that's how it gets passed down. Yeah. The, the only thing I think that's similar to that, um, you know, I guess when people are singing in the hallways after a win, that's a, that's usually a beautiful moment. Um, also I think kind of when the game, if the Yankees win, when the game kind of happens, like the starter gets knocked out, he gives up a three-run home run, and the score goes from 3-1 to 6-1, and the stadium kind of erupts for a minute, and then everyone's looking around, and the there's still that buzz, and it's like, hey, we just got to watch a win at the stadium. Like, that's that's a cool feeling. Yeah, it's awesome, man. One day. Bar- Barstool just posted this this video. You're going to love it. Teenage angst at its finest. Go check it out. You're going to love it. Okay. Cool. That wraps it up. Thanks for all the voicemails. Yeah, man. I mean, dude, now you have me excited about that feeling of being at the stadium. Yeah, man. We've we've looked at it a hell of a lot. 
just screaming and yelling with people you'd never know, you never mm. see again. It's almost like the the like the diehards or or the the t- the people that are in it like find each other, you know. Like some people are there just for the game and they're still when it some crazy happens, they're celebrating, but then you like look around and you find the person who's been like their their heart was on the line as much as yours and that's the only time you talk to them and you're like, "Yeah, it's, it's awesome." Oh, th- that's another good one too when you see the like someone you don't stereotype as one of our, you know, someone who's on Twitter, they're a kid. Like you got some, there's an old lady there by themselves who's living and dying by every pitch. And you're like, I, I love you. Love it. I'm going to make it. out with you right now. And then security comes over and they're mad. It's a whole thing. And then she says, no, 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 no. I wanted this. We're in love. It turns out it's your mom's best friend. Whoa. Thanks, everybody. See ya. Go Yankees. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees.